Hello and welcome to the Blitz Package over on Arrowhead Addict and Blog Talk Radio. My name is Travis Steffen and I got Chris Taylor with me here today and we got a few things to talk about coming up on this Miami game, but before we get to that game coming up on Sunday, let's talk about Pro Bowl. You know, I know that a lot of people don't care about Pro Bowl until, you know, their players don't get in and then they're real ticked off about it, but Travis Kelsey, Pro Bowl. Uh, we got Kareem Hunt, and then we got Tyreek Hill as a special team return guy. What are your thoughts on those three making? Is there others that should have made it? Was there, you know, did Alex Smith get snubbed? What are, What are your opinions on the Chiefs only having three players this year? I think, uh, I think, I think the, I think they deserve four. Um, I do think Alex Smith got snubbed. Um, but I think, I think the right ones got in. I don't know that you could, I don't think anybody, no matter how much I want to talk high on Marcus Peters, I don't think anybody on the defensive side had necessarily a pro bowl season. Uh, Justin Houston's had a really good season, but it compared to what we kind of expect from him, it's, it's been a little, it's been a little, uh, lackadaisical probably compared to some some of his full seasons that he's had in the past uh you know Alex Smith has has made it before as a uh, replacement guy he'll make it this year as a replacement guy so I originally Alex Smith got snubbed he'll probably be the first guy to, to get in there once you know one of the other quarterbacks make it to the Super Bowl it's kind of the same thing year after year. Uh, <clears throat> yes, I'm saying that the Chiefs aren't going to go to the Super Bowl, so <laughs> we will have players, players in the Pro Bowl. But uh, um, you know, Alex Smith had one heck of a season. But uh, I, if those, and I've said it before, if these losses were spread out instead of really all just in one bundle, um, I, I think that. Uh, I think the the nation's thought process on how good Kansas City actually is would be a little bit different. You know, it's just it's that roller coaster. Kansas City is the greatest team in football. They're the best. Watch out, you know, buy your playoff tickets to oh my gosh, we'll, we will buy back your playoff tickets. Um it it's it's uh um you know, Hunt absolutely. I mean, he's in the rookie of the year race. He's he's absolutely deserves to be there um Tyreek Hill I think you know you mentioned that he he was in there as a returner I I think that he could have been should have been picked as, as a as a receiver he's that good and and I don't think there's any doubt in any minds um we're not going to have we shouldn't have those uh is Tyreek Hill a a true number one receiver type articles at the beginning of next year I think he's proven his worth right um, in my opinion, anyway. Uh, but um, uh, you know, Travis Kelsey, of course. You know, he pencil him in. He's he's uh, he'll probably have as many as Tony Gonzalez did at the end of his career. Um, I I think there's not really anybody that I can think of that I'd read Harrison Butker, maybe. <laughs> you know, yeah, I that mean, was a surprise uh, to me. Uh, he he would have been probably the other guy uh, that I think, you know, um, should have deserved a, a, a chance to get to play in that game. 
Yeah, I I agree with you know everything you just said. I think that, you know, like I kind of hinted at if you guys picked up on that. I really don't care about the Pro Bowl. There's no point to it. You know, there's mm. it's it's literally gotten to the point where, <laughs> you know, fans don't watch it really. So why do we why do we get mad when our players don't make it? And then you have players that just don't want to play in it, even if they're not in the Super Bowl. You know, it's, it's not like baseball where it means, you know, you get the seventh game of the World Series at home. You know, it's – there's no point. It, you know, they, they don't even try. The offense gets mad if the, if the defense, you know, tackles too hard. What's the, what's the point in watching that? So, yeah, I, I really don't care. I know that the big buzz is that, you know, Alex Smith got snubbed for Phillip Rivers. Um I mean, I definitely would take Alex Smith over Philip Rivers. We we talked about that before the game um, last week, you know. But they got a lot of similar stats, you know. Basically, the argument would be that Alex Smith has three more touchdowns and six less interceptions. Um, Philip hmm. Rivers has about you know, not quite a probably like fifty yards more. You know, it, it's it's very close. Really, the only thing that really jumps out is the interceptions, but six of those interceptions have been against the Chiefs. Um, but once again, I really don't care about the, the Pro Bowl. Uh, I think it, the thing that surprised me was Tyreek Hill only being, you know, there for special teams. I think that he's, you know, earned his way up. But, you know, I know that the AFC has quite a bit of, receivers and when you're only bringing in what four you know it's 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 hard to make that list especially when you got guys like Antonio Brown but cream hunt pretty obvious I think I agree that Bucker would have been my other surprise I guess um I don't think that anyone on the defense had a Pro Bowl season I agree I agree there uh I agree that Justin Houston's had a very good season um he's just not getting the sacks that everybody wants um, you know, and w- with that contract, everyone's, you know, holding him to a higher standard, which is fine. But I think a lot of his stuff kind of goes under the radar with how he's played and no one on the other side for a long time. So, yeah, I mean, that that's about really all I got for the Pro Bowl. I just, if, know, I just don't care. If, if fans are mad about, and you hit it, if fans are mad about Alex Smith not going, <clears throat> first off, <laughs> where have you guys been all year? <laughs> I mm-hmm. mean, you know, uh, but uh, second, um, I get it, you know. Um, so if, if you compare the numbers, Rivers has quite a few more yards, right? Uh, it's like that's 50. It. That, and 50, that's it? Yep. Uh, uh, so, so you look at, you know, uh, Smith has – you know, these touchdowns and less interceptions and everything else. Passing yardage, in my opinion, as far as a stat for quarterback, is the most overrated stat. Because it it doesn't – it's just – those aren't his yards. Exactly. <laughs> there needs to the, be a stat line already there, for, you know, air yards. Yeah. You know, there, not there how much was picked up, picked up after the catch. There has to be. I, I think, you know. I mean, there you, is. If you have a quarterback, if you have a quarterback that throws five yards on average through the air 
and you have receivers or tight ends or running backs that can do everything afterwards, those aren't your yards. That was not a 90-yard touchdown pass. That was a five-yard pass that went for 90 yards. You know, mm-hmm. those are two different things. And I understand that there may be, but but if you look at, man, you know, this guy threw for 4,000 yards, who cares? It doesn't really matter. Now, touchdowns, okay, that, may, that makes a little bit, you know, that means a little bit more. Um, interceptions obviously means means mm-hmm. more, but but yardage. I mean, man, there's what's, a possibility that half those yards aren't even yours. What's weird is you know there's there's always been the stat of you know yards after catch for receivers, and you know there there is the stat of air yards and stuff like that, but you don't ever see that in the box score, which is something that's always surprised me. And you know you you look at quarterbacks that get their their stats blown up and which make their contracts even higher because, you know, most of it's based off stats. Well, look at Derek Carr, for example, perfect example for a guy that just got paid, you know, $125 million. And he's one of the fastest to release the ball. Actually Mm -hmm. this year, he is the fastest. And the only reason in my opinion that there's been a real downfall. Like I think, you know, of course, some of it, Carr just hasn't been playing as well. But his receivers have been dropping passes left and right. That affects it. Uh, his offensive line hasn't played as well. But overall, the Raiders have always, you know, run a lot of quick slants. You know, little dump-off passes. Derek Carr, as many receiving yards as you see him have, you know, like last year, it's not because he's heaving the ball down the field. Right. They're dinking and dunking just like the Chiefs were last year. You know, and and if we want to talk about the air yards, believe it or not, people, we'd be talking about Alex Smith up at the top. You know, maybe not number one, but he's probably top three. He's one of the most accurate passers this year throwing deep, surprisingly. And he's thrown more frequent you know, 20-plus yard throws than most of the other quarterbacks. You know, Tom Brady's not a guy that slings it like crazy. He's not a gunslinger, you know. Uh, I just mentioned Derek Carr. You know, Phillip Rivers has been doing a lot of dinking and dunking, but he does like to throw it down the field probably six, seven times a game. Mm -hmm. But, you know, a lot of these, um, you know, top quarterbacks that you think of and, you know, kind of segues, they're not – they're not throwing it completely down the field. They're getting the yards after the catch from the receiver. And I completely agree that there should be an air yards stat. But, you know, kind of moving on from that, you guys got to realize, when when people vote for the Pro Bowl, you don't... These aren't all fans that, um, you know, watch every team play every single game. You know, 99.9 of those people just watch their team. So right. for the rest of it, they go look up some stats real quick. They see that Phillip Rivers has got some more yards than Alex Smith. Um, they 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 also have that burned into the memory that Alex Smith is this, uh, you know, dink and dunking quarterback who never throws the ball down the field. You know, because until this year, Alex Smith really didn't. You know, there were games last year where he didn't throw it hardly at all. You know, like he wouldn't throw it past the 10-yard mark. Right. And, 
you know, this year we're complaining because he hasn't thrown enough deep passes when he's thrown one of the most <laughs> in the league. Yeah. So, you know, I'm sorry. And, I, you know, I've, I've definitely had my fair share of, you know, wanting Mahomes, especially when Alex Smith was struggling. But, my, you know, we, we look at Alex Smith right now. And he's coming up on 4,000 yards. He's got 25 touchdowns and four interceptions. And we're complaining about him. You know, there's there's people still saying he's garbage and can't throw down the field. He's proven it. Okay? And I've been one of those guys that wants my homes. And for me, I've never said that Alex Smith is a trash quarterback. You know, I, I've definitely kind of been confused on how he can't figure out, you know, what the defenses are doing when they keep doing the same thing Pittsburgh did. But overall, he's having the best season of his career and actually – you know, by any standards, having a really good year. And he's still going to get hated on. So, yeah. Pro Bowl, you're really just thinking about what names do I know? You know, Philip Rivers is a guy that comes up with, you know, around 4,000 yards every year. Uh, you know, he's, he's a guy that I think of that throws the ball a little further down the field. That's, that's what you're thinking of. You're not, you're not, you know, going off this year, really. <clears throat> Otherwise, Alex Smith probably would have made it over Philip Rivers. Well, in all reality, there's probably some of those that are voting um, that are confused of why Peyton Manning's not on there. You know what I'm saying? Oh, exactly. I mean, I mean, really. I mean, there's just, you know, why isn't Peyton Manning on here? I mean, it's yeah, it's a fun thing. You don't have to take I, a test to be able to I, yeah, vote. I, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I used to. I used to, you know, I used to get on there. Oh, vote! You know, I get to hit buttons and pick my guy. That's great. And, you know, I remember being a kid doing that. I didn't know what I was doing. You know, I mean, Kimball Anders got a vote for Pro Bowl every year. You know, it's just, it was just. Uh, I mean, uh, it 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 is. It, it's it, the game is played so lackadaisical and and the. Uh, there's so many people that turn it down. And so if there's somebody that turns it down, you know, in your replacement player, I guess if you were to really, really pay attention to this, it would, you know, it takes a little bit of that fire away. Um, I've watched every Pro Bowl every year. I've, I've, I've watched them all um, because it's, well, to me, it's like there's not much football left, you know? Um, and, and so, so I, I've watched the Pro Bowl. There's only been one where I just was like, wow, that was a heck of a game. And that was the same game that I believe Derek Johnson just demolished Jamal Charles because oh, they I were selected that. on the, I think that was four years ago. Andrew, and everybody's like, yeah, what are you doing? And I'm sitting here like, yes, this is awesome. You know, I mean, it, it, I wouldn't have said that probably had Jamal Charles not gotten up, but. Uh, but that game, that game was really intense. Both sides really wanted to win that. That might have been the first year that they did like Dion versus Irvin or something yeah. like that. So, but uh, and, and so there was that. Okay, this is all new. We're gonna do something totally different. It doesn't matter if you're AFC, NFC. If we're gonna pick, you know. And, and and that was that was somewhat interesting. That game was fun to watch. The ones since then, especially then since they're not playing in Hawaii anymore, it's just not you know. And it wasn't just the Pro Bowl. It was the the events surrounding the Pro Bowl. Do you remember the beach football game? I, well, you never watched, but yeah, but they really used to have it. this they used to have this beach football game. You know, it was like almost like a celebrity 
football game on the beach. It was, uh, it, it was just kind of, you know, it was just, it was fun. You know, it, it was, it was you, the guys that you root for every Sunday are just out there having a good time. I think they had some veteran players that would come out or some retired players that would come out and, and play along. Um, and then, you know, then they'd have that, uh, you know, they'd have the quarterback challenge where they'd have a couple quarterbacks, you know, throwing through hoops and throwing through rings and targets that are moving downfield. And, and that was interesting. Those, speaking of those, mm-hmm. I never want to see Alex Smith throw a dodgeball ever again. No. <laughs> God, I saw that clip on Twitter. I was like, dear Lord. <laughs> Bad. I bet Patrick Mahomes could throw a dodgeball. I bet he could throw it 80 yards. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway. No, I, I don't know. I I think that, yeah, like I said, it, it just, there's no meaning to it. And, you know, they're not fully trying, and I don't blame them. There's no reason to try and get hurt in that game that doesn't get you anything. So, you know, it, for me, it's just kind of a pointless thing. You know, the NFL is just trying to keep it around, trying to find some way to get some publicity on it so they can make some more money, but, I mean, it, it's just pointless in my mind. Yeah, uh, it, I mean, it, it does. When I was a child, you know, early 90s and uh, late 80s, early 90s, maybe even throughout the whole 90s, it seemed like the Pro Bowl meant a lot more to the players. I don't know what changed, maybe just the culture, maybe just the raisin, I don't know. Um, but th- it seems like some, some things changed uh, to where it wasn't a big deal. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe they're not paying them enough money <laughs> to go. You know, uh, it, it doesn't. It, if they get an Associated Press award, I think that means more than a Pro Bowl selection, to be honest with you. Um, which is funny because I do believe somebody out there, correct me if I'm wrong, Travis, you may know. I do believe that Pro Bowl selections are one of the big things that go into a hall of fame selection. Um, I, you know, that's what, that's what us sports people like to do anyway. Well, how are you going to put this guy in the hall of fame? He's only been a super of the pro bowl twice, you know, I've heard it. I've heard it. So, so I I do believe that it's one of those, this guy went to the pro bowl 11 times. How is he not a hall of famer? You know, although the pro bowl doesn't mean squat. So I don't know. These all-star games don't mean anything anywhere you know the baseball all-star game they tried to make it mean something um it still didn't work you know it still didn't work people are going to watch the home run derby like they're going to watch the uh the slam dunk contest but but they're not the actual game itself you know i mean who wants to see 180 to 172 basketball game you know that's just you know you're not even trying there's just alley-oop after alley-oop i mean you know, no contested shots whatsoever. So probably all-star games all across the board, probably trash, probably need to, probably need to trash them all. But yeah, something, um, pretty much the only person having fun at the pro bowl is Travis Kelsey. I mean, you know, we all saw last year, uh, you know, he got the car and uh, he was dancing around the field and, you know, speaking of Travis Kelsey, Got nine yards left till he hits his thousand yard mark this year. Uh, I don't know that he'll make it this game. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, you know, I I, th- I think that 
you know, we, we've talked about this a few times because I thought it was going to be last week that they hit it. But once Travis Kelsey hits over that 1,000-yard mark, this will be the first time in Chiefs history that they've had two receivers over 1,000 along with a 1,000-yard rusher. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot of franchise records that are be, being broken this year, and it's it's a real bummer that we have to all be depressed about this team. You know, um, I know that we're all really excited right now, especially after the last two games. But overall, we've been very frustrated this this season. It's not turned out the way we thought it would be or it turned out the way we thought it would be as in a, you know, maybe 10 six team. But then you look at, you know, how we started and you got your hopes up. You know, we we, we always say we're not going to get our hopes up, but we do. Yeah, and, sure. you know. At the same time, we've talked about how the regular season does not matter. It's all about what can Alex Smith do for this team in the playoffs? What are they going to do when, you know, probably Baltimore comes to town? Now, if they lose that game, that's just pitiful. Um, but, you know, so they'll, they'll probably make it to the divisional round, and that's the test. Can you get to at least the AFC championship and make it to where it's not a complete waste? Yes, I think that... You know, I made my case for Mahomes starting at the beginning of the year, um, you know, getting those rookie reps in because I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl. But at the same time, I'd be a little bit happier, you know, if Alex Smith could get us to the at least the AFC championship, you know, another step forward. Um, you know, I'm tired of being the one and done or just get to the divisional round multiple years. <clears throat> but... I don't know. I, I think that I think it's 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 hard because, like I said, you shouldn't be depressed about this year. It's just the way it turned out, the way it started, the slump lasted way longer than you you know thought it would. But there is some things to be excited about, you know, coming up on this Miami game. Uh, you know, I'm working on a piece that. I think the defense is going to have a very, very nice game once again. Third third week in a row. Uh, I think that they're going to hold Miami to under 100 rushing yards, so that'll be three weeks in a row. You know, we've, we've got two two weeks in a row right now, first time since 2015. So I, I think all around they're going to have a great day. I think that Jay Cutler is going to be garbage. Um, you know, I remember the, the conversation that uh, from Miami fans when they picked up Cutler. And brought him out of retirement. And we're saying that he's better than Alex Smith. Yet I can't get any one of those guys to tweet me back now. <laughs> it's it's, it's kind of like after the Chargers game. You know, I had this one Chargers fan that was just, you know, blowing my, my feet up. And, you know, towards the end of the game, I was tweeting back at him. I'm like, where are you, where are you at, man? I still haven't heard it from him. But, yeah, I, I think I think that... The defense is going to have a really good game here. And, you know, working on this article, uh, it's supposed to come out probably Saturday. I think that we've talked so much about the defense doing so bad that we've overlooked a lot. And, you know, I've been kind of coming across, you know, I, I started looking at, you know, I don't believe in the home field advantage for Kansas City, at least for the offense. Um, you know, we've, we've lost too many games that we really shouldn't have, and it's all because of the offense. You know, you look at last year with the Bucks, the Titans, stuff like that, games we should have had in the bag, and, you know, we just threw up all over the field. You look at the uh, playoff game, 
Then you look at this year, you look at the Pittsburgh game and the Buffalo game. Those are the only two that we've lost at home. Other than that, so we're 5-2 and two at home. Both the games that we lost this year, under 20 points. So, I, I started doing some digging. And I was looking at, you know, what we do, you know, at home versus away games. And I even charged some divisional stuff. But... Our home games, our defense actually does, you know, at least statistically, looks like last season's defense. Um, you know, if you if you go through, you know, we've played seven of each, home and away. Home games, we are averaging giving up 17.43 yards per, per game. I'll take that all day long. Away games, we're giving up 25.71 per game. That's a pretty good jump. Yeah, you know that you, you look at the yards per game given up for home games. It's three hundred thirty-four point four three. Away games, it's three hundred ninety-two point seven one. And this is like passing and rushing combined. You look at, you know, just anything, all across the board. It, you know, we 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 were talking earlier about how this team is not getting the turnovers this year. Well, they are at home. You know, seven games, we've got 11 interceptions at home. 11 out of the 14 are at home. And what's sad is the three away interceptions were all against the Chargers. So every other away game, we haven't had a single interception. But at home, we have 11. We have seven fumbles at home. We have 17 sacks. So altogether, you have 16 home turnovers, because two of those fumbles were not recovered. So you have 16 combined with the interceptions and fumbles at home. You have five in away games. This this defense is showing up when at Arrowhead. And that's, that's the one part of the home field advantage that I do believe in. The rest of it, I think, is crap. <clears throat> the offense doesn't show up a lot of time. You know, we're, we're three and four at home this year. That's because of the offense. We we haven't given up more than twenty one points since week six last year when we gave up twenty one to the Saints. Yeah, uh, yeah, the offense sure didn't get the memo on the home field advantage thing. Uh, the defense, uh, you know, some of those numbers are really surprising. Um, you know, we did talk about uh, about how uh, you know the defense statistically is the same pretty much as it was last year. Um, it just seems like the they were just lacking the big play. They were just lacking the big play. Now, I mentioned something a couple of weeks ago. We're all... It's way too easy for all of us to, to pick that scapegoat. You know, Marcus Peters is the scapegoat of the defense, and Alex Smith is the scapegoat of the offense, and this is and that, and... But, you know, our defense is, has, is what it is. You know, they do allow yards. Um, they allow more yards than points, thank God. <laughs> but uh, they, it, they're just some of the big plays um, just haven't been there. And neither is Eric Berry. And uh, uh, that's the difference. So we've broken more than we've been a couple times, and, and that was different, you know. Okay, the opposing teams at the 
30-yard line or they're in the red zone. Last year, it was kind of common, and we all looked for that defense to keep them out of the end zone. And this year, that hasn't happened as much. Um, but, uh, you know, you gave me a lot to cover. Uh, Travis Kelsey will get his 1,000 yards on the very first play. I think Alex Smith will throw a little 12-yard pass to him, get that over with, so we don't have to worry about that. I'm predicting that'll happen the very first play of the game. Um, <clears throat> you mentioned Alex Smith. Can he win in, in uh, can he win in the playoffs? Man, it's all Alex Smith, isn't it? You know, that's the, uh, again, that's the narrative. Alex Smith can't do this. Alex Smith can't do that. And look how we've exited the playoffs, though. Okay. A holding call on a two-point conversion that we made, but mm, didn't work out. Just didn't work out against Pittsburgh, right? Mm-hmm. Is that Alex Smith's fault? No. Could he have played I better? Think... Could he have played better? Sure, sure he have. Could the defense have played better? Absolutely. Could the coaching have been better? Absolutely. Look at the, uh, you know, look at that comeback from Indianapolis. I mean, golly, I can't blame that on anything but injuries and coaching. I'm not going to blame that on Alex Smith. Nope. I'm, I'm not blaming that on Alex Smith. The way we have exited. game that, that yeah. uh, playoff. Of course. And then we just let them in. We let mm-hmm. them back in the game. We stopped trying. Again, we stopped trying to score. We were playing to not lose um, instead of playing to win. How many times have we said that about Andy Reid? Uh, that's not his fault. Think about that. If we would have beat Indianapolis, we're that, we're that much closer to the Super Bowl that season. If, if that holding call, which I still don't really, you know, I think that was kind of a a nitpicky call at a very, very severe point in a ball game that as a referee, you just can't make. I don't care if it was us or Pittsburgh. You can't make that call. You cannot, you cannot as a referee decide a game on a holding penalty. You can't do it. You can't do it. But why? Because holding happens every snap. Somewhere is, ha- you can't tell me that everybody's hands are in the right spot. <laughs> It holding happens all the time, and it's not called all the time. Um, that that was a you know that's not on Alex Smith. Um, Alex Smith isn't what's keeping us from going, not in my opinion. Now he he sure could he could have some better games, but he's not the reason. He's not the reason why why we're not we're not proceeding further than one game. Um, you know. It's and I, I still really miss Tyreek Hill returning kickoffs. I do too. Some of these games would have been different. I promise you, some of these games would have been different through that little stretch where we just lost and lost and lost. Some of those games we're not getting blown out, fellas. This if if Tyreek Hill was returning kicks, which apparently people across the nation think he is, because that's what he got voted for, Pro Bowl again. But, I mean, if he was returning kicks, things would be different, all right? Our starting yard from, you know, our starting point would be different. It would be better. We're not starting at the 17-yard line every damn time. We're starting at the 45-yard line. We only have 55 yards to go. How many times did he set us up, you know? Well, and that just proves my point about the Pro Bowl, that everyone's going off what they remember 
Sure. You know, like everyone remembers how explosive Tyreek Hill was last year returning kicks. He's not returning kicks this year, but everyone remembers him being that great kick returner. And so yeah. that's why he's going to the Pro Bowl for that. Oh, and he's still and he's still the best kick returner in the game, and he's still oh, the yeah. best punt returner in the game too. You know, I mean, he's he he's shown some flash. I mean, Tyreek Hill is is good as long as he's got the football in his hands. I promise you. You know, and the more times that he has a football in his hands, the better the Chiefs will be. But uh, uh, as far as as far as 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 where you left off, the defense, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna continue to play well. I um and I don't think anything's been confirmed, but I would imagine that Eric Berry is is going to be out there on the sidelines. Um, I just wrote an article that was released today. He's going to be the uh, you know he's the Chiefs MVP. What he means to these guys on both offense and defense is just unheard of. These Tom Brady doesn't have that type of respect, and I apologize to Patriots fans. I don't know what your listening does for anyway, but. Tom Brady doesn't have that. <laughs> Tom Brady, Brady doesn't have that respect. Eric Berry is the most respected man in the NFL, in my opinion. He gets more out of the people around him. It doesn't matter whether he's at the hospital. It doesn't matter whether he's on the field, on the sidelines, at his home, in the drive-thru. This guy just has that thing about him. Um, as long as he's on the sidelines, people are going to be pumped up. Defense is going to be pumped up. Ron Parker is a better Ron Parker with Eric Berry on the sideline. Marcus Peters is an even better Marcus Peters with Eric Berry on the sideline. Terrence Mitchell, hell, Darrell Revis is a better Darrell Revis with Eric Berry on the sideline. Andy Reid is a better coach with Eric Berry on the sideline. And that's just how I feel. Kareem Hunt is a better running back with Eric Berry on the sideline. So, and he's I, only played one game with him. I Right. I think, um, you know, we were really confident and we were really right about the Chargers game. I'd like to go two for two. I'm really confident about this game. I'm really confident about uh, about our defense. I think uh, I think I think we'll get into Jay Cutler's head. If he makes one mistake, he will make two. I think we will capitalize on those on those mistakes. I think our offense will run smoothly. Um, you know, people are going to be quick. Yeah, but they beat the Patriots. Well, that's not the first time. Some some teams just just beat you. And, Miami and, beat the Patriots. Yeah, Miami beat the Patriots. So what? You know, I mean, it is what it is. We got beat by the Giants. If you if you want to talk about that, we have no business beating anybody. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I I think uh, you know Jay Cutler. He's just that. <laughs> that type of quarterback, you know, he's that Ryan Fitzpatrick type of quarterback coming into Arrowhead. I think he's going to have a rough time. I think he's going to try to do too much. I think we'll get in his head early. Um, I think, I think Kansas City's going to continue to have fun. And that's one thing that we've noticed in the last couple of weeks, the team is having fun and, uh, and they're enjoying themselves. And, uh, and I think they're going to have fun. I think the defense is going to have fun. I think the offense is going to have fun. I think Harrison Butker, I think, Tyreek Hill on special teams. I think it's going to be a fun game. Um, and shoot, I wouldn't be surprised to see 42 12. Wow. Bold. Yeah. All right. Bold predictions by Chris Taylor. 
<laughs> so I got a question for you. So, you know, in our, our group text for this podcast, we I brought up that, you know, uh, Matt wanted me to write about uh, Daniel Sorensen, or at least mm-hmm. he like pitched the idea to me. And, um, you know, basically just kind of covering what to make of his season. You know, he, he got the contract extension over, you know, right before John Dorsey left. And, you know, it's a four-year, $16 million deal. And, you know, I know a lot of people were really high on Daniel Sorensen before this year. And I feel like that's taken a change. There's definitely still some people that are really high hope on him. And, but a lot of people, like, especially if you get on, you know, social media, you'll see a lot of trash talk on Sorensen. You know, a lot of people don't want him on this team. And... I, th- I think, you know, looking back over the season, I definitely think that in his small role last season, he was good. You know, he, he was that third safety. A lot of times when he was on the field, he was, you know, kind of a spy. You know, basically just watch the quarterback and go where his eyes are. And he made money doing it. He had three interceptions, one for a touchdown. Uh, you know, he had a sack. And that was all in limited you know, amount of snaps this year, he's been asked to play a lot larger of a role. And we've seen a lot of those big plays go down. You know, he's only had one interception and that was against the running back of the giants. When they tried to pull a trick play, he's had one sack. He, he leads the team in tackles, but I think that speaks more volumes for how bad the defense was early on. You know, if your safety's getting all the tackles, it means the guys up front are missing them. And I think that Sorensen has definitely had his fair share of missed tackles. But I don't I don't think that the Chiefs should cut him after, you know, the first year, after getting a contract extension. Um, I think that they paid him to, you know, be with Barry and Parker and be that third element in that, um, you know, depending on how much they're going to run that package next year. And mm-hmm. that has to go a lot with it, but... You know, you look at it, and he's going to cost four point eight million next year. He's three three million to cut. So, I mean, pick your poison. But I guess, I guess, what is your take on his season? Do you think he's lived up to that contract? Um, I'll I'll say yes. Uh. You know, I wanted to get involved in that conversation, um, but uh, I have this phone that's been dropping texts, and not, and it's just a really big piece of junk. I'm not going to call them out online, but it rhymes with man bun fallacy. Uh, it, I don't know what's wrong with this thing, but he, he's not a starter in the NFL. Um, I mean, you hit on it. He's really good when he doesn't have to be out there every snap. He's really good when he's that third safety. Um, he is one of those guys that is a fan favorite, and everybody loves him because he comes out there. He doesn't get to play off often, but when he does get out there, he makes a play. It's because his position is completely different than what he's playing this season. And he's only playing that position this season because of Eric Berry's injury. Um, and... You know, if it's going to cost about the same, whether we let him go or we keep him, yeah, keep him. Um, because if Barry is healthy all year next year, 
Daniel Sorensen will go right back into that role of where he's a fan favorite. He's that guy that just comes in and makes a play every time. It's very similar, and I don't have much nice things to say about him, but it's very similar to Frank Zombo. If Frank Zombo doesn't have to be out there all the time, he'll make a play here and there. And and everybody's like, yeah, you know, Zombo, that's awesome. And then he'll go out for another 30 snaps. And then he'll come back in, and he may make another play. And everybody's like, yeah. But when he's out there for 40 snaps a game. You're seeing a lot more bad than good. Yeah. And and, and that's the same way with Sorensen. Sorensen is a third safety. And when you play him at a second safety, you're going to get a third safety style of play. And that's that's where his talent is. And uh, I'm I'm not going to – I'm not hating on Sorensen. Um, you know, I mean – when Barry went down, we knew who was going to take his place. I think we all hoped that he would, you know, do two or threefold what he did previous seasons while, when Barry was healthy. But, uh, you know, he is who he is. Um, it's not fair to ask him to be Eric Barry because he's not. And, and it is fair to ask him to be Daniel Sorensen, that guy that comes in sporadically so i my initial reaction is don't pay him any more money um not when we can use that somewhere else but if the numbers play that play to you know there's not that much difference between letting him go and keeping him then keep him keep him Uh, he's not gonna hurt and he's more valuable coming off the bench than he is starting anyway Right. Well, and especially since the fact that, you know, with all the probable guys that are going to be gone next year, there's going to be quite a bit of money. And so I'm not as worried because of that factor. Now, if it was like a year like coming into this year, I'd be worried. You know, you're you're spending a lot of money for a backup. And the Chiefs are, you know, been known to do that, especially a little bit under Dorsey. But I think I think you hit right on it i think that you know he does really well when he can come in and um he he doesn't have a real assignment uh he's kind of that spy you know pick pick the quarterback off you know go where his eyes are going and just kind of pick what everyone leaves out when he's got his roles like he he can't play in the box he gets pushed out every time he played single high against the first time the Raiders you know we played the Raiders this year and it was just absolutely terrible constantly late getting to the catch point and I think he is I think he's you know a backup it's just a matter of is he worth that much money and I think that it's one of those things we just got to let another year play out and see um but yeah I, I agree I think that I think I need to see something you know, next year, you know, better than this year, you know, tackles is great. But once again, that just means a lot of people are missing tackles. And I've seen Sorensen miss his fair share of tackles. Um, But I agree. I, I don't think he's a starter in this league. I think that maybe for some teams that are absolutely desperate, but if you've got, I think he's just a slightly below average. Hmm. Yeah. 
I'll take I'll take slightly below average. <laughs> that sounds good. I mean, I'll take him over some of the starters in this league, but you know, and I think that when a player goes down, especially a guy like Eric Berry or Justin Houston or stuff like that, you not meaning to, and you tell yourself you're not, but in your head, whoever is stepping in for that player, if they're not playing up to the standard of the player that was hurt, you think they're not good. Yeah, you think it's a they're failure. trash. Sure. Everyone does it. Yeah. We don't mean to. And, right. you know, I'll, I'll be the first one to admit I do it too. But so you can't hold him to Eric Berry, but I still think that four point eight million dollars is too much money. Yeah, it it is. It's quite a bit of money. And you're and you're right. I mean, if the Chiefs had two Eric Berries on their team, uh, wow, you know. But uh, but that's just not the case. Um, nobody has an Eric Berry on their bench. It's just not. It's just not how it works. So you know. You put Daniel Sorensen in that spot, and he's going to be Daniel Sorensen, and uh, and and that's what you get. Um, you know, you hope for the best. You hope for some some uh, some big plays, and you hope for you know maybe a diamond in the rough. But Sorensen is who he is, and if uh, you know if he goes back to his spot as a third safety, as the guy that comes in and spies, you're you're correct. That's exactly what he does out there. Um, and he gets three interceptions and a couple sacks and maybe a forced fumble or a fumble recovery and maybe even that rare touchdown return, which I believe he does have one, then so be it. You know, I'll, I'll pay you $4 million to do that uh, because there's safeties that are making more that aren't, that aren't even, <laughs> that don't even have those numbers. So well, he had the, he had the return last year. The only return year, this year yeah. is Peter's forced fumble against Denver. Right. But so, yeah, I, I completely, I completely agree. Um, all right, so we got one last thing before we go. Uh, you know, we talked about before the podcast. We're gonna do an over and under question, and you guys are gonna have to text me and let me know who wins or whatever because I won't be on on you know next week. So over or under Cutler two interceptions over. I agree. <laughs> I think that I think he's going to give them more than enough opportunities to get two interceptions. Oh yeah. So, you have three. anything else you want to add in there? Uh, no. Well, <clears throat> Cutler will throw three interceptions. One of them will be returned for a touchdown. That's another bold prediction by Chris Taylor on that train. Um. I, Kareem Hunt's going to have another great game. Uh, he, he's going to go over 100 yards on the ground. He's going get, to get mixed in with the bat. I think you're going to see the same type of play that you saw last week, the same type of motivation. Um, there, there's there's going to be some, some big things happen. Uh, this could very possibly be Alex Smith's last regular season home game at Arrowhead. Um, could Nelson, be last regular season game? I'm hoping if maybe Chiefs, Mahomes against the Broncos. Oh man! Well, I wrote an article, so it it's got to be true, right? If if the Dolphins lose, if the Chiefs beat the Dolphins, Kansas City can take the week off. What it doesn't matter what they do in Week 17. Patrick Mahomes should be starting that game. 
We should see Mahomes week 17 at Denver. It's going to be humongous. I, it's going to be one of the most watched games that the Chiefs have had all year. It's going to go. People are going to go crazy. Patrick Mahomes is going to come out and he's going to do exactly what you think Patrick Mahomes is going to do. He's going to throw it all over the field. He's going to throw it deep. Um, boy, that hey man, the ball travels far. I think I think we could see an 85-yard touchdown pass, you know, in the air, <laughs> in the air, up at Denver, in the thin air, man. It's going to happen. So the Chiefs, if you're going to the game this weekend, be be loud, be just as loud as you were last week. Make sure that they win. That way we get to see some of these guys. We've got some hidden gems on the practice squad that it would be awesome to see them come in and, and play a couple games. Garrick Dieter, I'm talking about you. Um, there are some, uh, there, there's, you know, I, I mean, seriously, we've all been waiting all year for a Patrick Mahomes siding for just a little bit, just a little sugar on top. Just give us a little bit of Patrick Mahomes. And there's a possibility that we could see him in week 17. So we have to win this game. Alex Smith can't screw it up. Kareem Hunt can't screw it up. Andy Reid, you better not screw it up. We want Patrick Mahomes week 17. But uh, I, I expect that uh, Alex Smith should get a, a a good standing ovation. It would be nice. It would be nice for uh, for the Chiefs to be up enough in the fourth quarter to allow him to go out and take one more snap and then and then have him come off and let, let Arrowhead and let the Chiefs uh, give him their appreciation, and we should all appreciate what Alex Smith has done. His time may be up, um, but Alex Smith has done some good things for Kansas City. We're talking about playoffs. We're talking about whether he can win a playoff game. And, uh, you know, before Alex Smith got here, that playoffs, talking about playoffs? I'm not going to talk about playoffs, not in Kansas City. Alex Smith helped change, along with Andy Reid, Along with John Dorsey, helped change this this team. Helped helped change the direction that this program was going. You know, I, I was watching a, a Gruden's quarterback camp with with Patrick Mahomes and watching some stuff on YouTube the other day. You know, and Mahomes and and Gruden said before Kansas City picked Mahomes that Mahomes' perfect scenario would to be come in and to to get behind a veteran quarterback learn the system, learn the playbook, get that veteran presence, get that veteran leadership, and then take over the team, you, you know, the next season. And that appears to be exactly what Patrick Mahomes got. I trust John Gruden. I like John Gruden. He knows his stuff. He's fun to listen to. Um, this is it, man. Uh, so, yeah, big, big things going on against Miami this Sunday. Um, be loud. And uh, and don't stop. And and for goodness sakes, if you're at the game, stand up. And if you want to sit down, leave the guy in front of you alone. Right, Travis? Thank you. There you go. <laughs> I completely agree. I'm so tired of fans that sit down and get mad because you're standing up. I'm one of those guys that stands up. I'll be there at Arrowhead. I'll be, you know, behind the Chiefs sideline, about 30-yard line. I think we're 11 rows back. So I'm pumped. I'm ready. I'm ready to lose my voice. And I think it's going to be a great game. So that's all we got for you guys today. Uh, you know, make sure you go hit the subscribe button and, you know, let us know what you guys think. You can find us on Twitter, all that. 
So we will talk to you guys next week. Well, Chris and Britt will. I will not be here next week, but I look forward to listening to you guys and what you guys think of the Miami game. So we will talk to you guys next time and have a good one. Peace. Go Chiefs. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Blitz Package over on Arrowhead Addict and Blog Talk Radio. If you want to hear more, make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to see the content that your hosts put out there, you can find myself at NFL, or you can find my content on Arrowhead Addict. Just search for Travis Stefan. If you want to hear more from Britt Zank, then you can find him at bzank17 on Twitter, and he also is an Arrowhead Addict contributor. If you want to find more on Chris Taylor, make sure you find him on Twitter at ctaylor1911, or you can find his stuff over at kckingdom.com. Thanks again for listening, and we will talk to you guys next time.